Welcome to 54 Live, a live golf podcast. And if you are a live golf fan, you have to be excited about the action and just the atmosphere. We saw this weekend up in Pumpkin Ridge Golf Course in Portland. Uh, it was a great event for live golf. The first event in London was good, but this event in Portland took it to another level and it showed that live golf is here to stay. So, Enough about going and all that. Let's get straight to the action. Uh, one of the newcomers that recently signed Carlos Ortiz. He started the tournament off in blazing fashion. He fired a five under 67 to take the lead after round one. Uh, Ortiz, he was just striking the ball very, very well. He hit 11 to 15 fairways, 14 to 18 greens. Uh, DJ, he finished the first round in second place at four under. And Brandon Grace, along with Tanihara, and Pat Perez came in two back at three under and Perez started off hot. He said, hey, it's like winning the lottery to be out here, um, to get the money that I got just to come out here, you know, being at, you know, late 40s, being able to play with these great guys only, you know, 12, 14 times a year. Like I said, he, he took that right out to the course. He started off hot. He had eight birdies in round one. But he cooled off a lot. He gave all those birdies back in the last round, an eight over final round, and he shot an 80 on Saturday, the final round, an 80. And he still made $900,000. You can't make that up. The only place that can happen is with Live Golf. But like I said, you got to love Live Golf. The Aces, they took an early two-stroke lead in the team competition, and they didn't relinquish that all week. Uh, lucky for them, in the final round, the way the team format works is the first two rounds, you count the two best scores from the four members of your team. The last round, you use three of the best scores for the four teammates, and DJ, Gooch, and Reed finished strong on Sunday, and they did not have to take that eight over final round that Perez shot. DJ came out strong round two. Uh, he tied Ortiz for the lead. He shot a four under round compared to Ortiz's three under. Uh, Grace put in another solid round, three under to get himself two shots back of DJ on and Ortiz. And come Saturday for the final round, Brandon Grace came out scorching hot. It was a fantastic round that he had. Uh, he left DJ and Ortiz in his dust. He fired a seven under 60 five on Saturday, highlighted by an amazing hole out on birdie on 16 uh, after finding the rough behind the green. It gave him a two-shot lead with two to play, but after making birdie again on 17, he sealed up the win. Uh, he finished the tournament, strong back nine, five on the back nine, and along with Ortiz, they were the only, Grace and Ortiz were the only golfers all week to fire sub 70 round days, I'm sorry, Sub-70 rounds all three days. And uh, after the round, Grace said it was just nice that whether it was myself, Dustin, or Carlos, whoever made a birdie, they were going nuts. And that's what it's supposed to be like. People out here, they want to see you put on a show. And I feel like that's what we did pretty well today. And I tweeted about it on Saturday. You had an American, a South African, and a Mexican all two shots away from each other, and they battled it out in the back nine to see who the Live Golf Portland champ would be, and Grace 
took home that title. Uh, the only other golfer that put on a show on Sunday, he threatened the lead, uh, was Patrick Reed. He made an impressive eagle on 17. He chipped in for birdie on 18, but after finding the rough with his tee shot on hole one, which was Patrick Reed's last hole of the day. Again, if you're watching, you know they have a shotgun start on the final round on Saturday or Sunday, whatever it may be. The three leaders start on hole one. They work their way to 18 like normal golf rounds are. And depending where you are on the leaderboard, you start on different holes and you finish on different holes. But anyway... Reed's last hole was hole one on the day, uh, and any chance to make an eagle went away um, because he found the rough with his tee shot. Um, but he shot five under for the final round. He still finished tied third for the tournament, and honestly, his putter was a little bit off. He had a bunch of lip outs, um, but you can tell that Patrick Reed stepped up his play for this event and for Live Golf. He's rocking the Live Golf apparel. Uh, he has their logo on his hat on his shirt, on his sleeves, and he is stepping up the play. And honestly, he looked reinvigorated out there and he looked like he was excited and ready for the challenge. Um, but like I said, he finished tied third for the tournament along with DJ. Uh, they both made $1.275 million. Uh, they also took home a nice 750 k each on top of that for the Aces winning the team event, which was worth $3 million in total. The Aces got $2 million each for three days of golf. Not bad at all. Uh, Brandon Grace took home $4 million for the individual part of the team, uh, for the individual part of the tournament. Uh, another $375,000 for his team coming in second. The Stingers came in first in the first event in London. They came in second in Portland. They are a team that's clicking right now. They're a team to watch. Um, and Carlos Ortiz took home $2.125 million for coming in second, plus an additional 125k for the team part. Um, after he he got them that last third spot, he sunk a lengthy birdie putt for the Fireballs to claim third place all alone, uh, right ahead of talk. Um, so, like I said, it was a great week all around. The fans were excited. They stormed the 18th grade, made a nice crowd around DJ Grayson Ortiz as they finished their rounds. Uh, it looked like you know what it was last year in. Um, Last year in uh, Kiwa Island, when Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship, uh, it looked like when they stormed the 18th green, when Tiger won the Tour Championship a few years ago. Obviously, not as many golfers, but that's what it looked like. The fans were excited, and you can tell the atmosphere around Pumpkin Ridge was crazy. And uh, the shark, Greg Norman, he was out there. He was handing out Heinekens to the fans, shaking all the fans' hands. And, you know, Liv has to be happy. Uh, two of their new signings, Ortiz and Reed, they finished second and third. Matthew Wolf, their other young sexy son, and led the field in driving distance all week long. He finished at three under. Uh, Bryson and Answer finished at two under and one under. And Brooks finished the tournament at even par. But like I said, after the last two weeks, it showed that Live Golf is here to stay. Uh, and to be honest, Live Golf Portland was a lot more exciting uh, than the PGA Tours John Deere and the DP World Tour Irish Open this week. So, and and the question I have to ask is how can you have an Irish Open and the best Irish golfer doesn't even play? Uh, Rory, he didn't play in the Irish Open. He opted to play a Pro-Am tournament Monday and Tuesday instead, uh, along with Rory, uh, I'm sorry, along with Tiger, 
Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Brooks, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau. So those are the big names that are taking place on the J.P. McManus Pro-Am in Ireland Monday and Tuesday. And it's going to be very interesting to see because Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour Commissioner, along with Keith Pelly, the DP World Tour Commissioner, they will be there on site for the Pro-Am. And like I said, Brooks will be there. Bryson will be there. Dustin Johnson will be there. So it will be interesting to see if these players run into the commissioners because, you know, like I said, the commissioners of these tour have fired back. And let's just get right to it. Last week, big news came out. Uh, First, the PGA Tour, they suspended every golfer that will play on the Live Tour. Um, Then the DP World Tour followed suit and they're fining every player who played in London $100,000 and they banned them from the Scottish Open plus made them ineligible for the Ryder Cup. Something that the PGA Tour is doing as well. And if you saw the news yesterday, the Scottish Open has withdrawn Patrick Reed from the field. Um, They also, last Tuesday, they announced an extended partnership between the PGA Tour and DP World Tour through 2035. And as part of the joint venture, the PGA Tour has increased its share in European tour productions from 15% to 40%. And they'll be awarding PGA Tour cards to the leading 10 players from the DP World Tour at the end of the year and bringing back a direct path to the PGA Tour through Q School. So that is big news. The European golfers, the guys that play on the what used to be the European Tour, now the DP World Tour, will be able to get a PGA Tour card just by doing well and finishing in the top 10. And, you know, some golfers have done that. They went over to Europe and, and got that status there. Brooks Kepka did that. He didn't play on the Corn Ferry Tour or try to qualify through Q School. He went to Europe, played a European Tour. So a lot of these young amateurs, you know, now that they got live out there, they just signed, you know, James Piat, they signed uh, Chakakara, um, you know, these amateurs could go to live for the big money or they could go over Europe and, you know, play against the, you know, more weakened fields than they are in the U.S. on the PGA Tour and try to get their card that way. So, like I said, it's a big partnership. Uh, it's going to discourage players to jump to live and, you know, add that to the announcements that the PGA Tour made the week earlier at the Travelers Championship. Uh, Next year's FedEx Cup playoffs will shrink to 70 players. Uh, The top 125 players can earn their exempt status through a series of six fall events after the Tour Championship. And there'll be a debut of a global series of three events that will be for the top 50 players in the FedEx Cup standings. Um, So those three events will be they're only there that they're made to line the pockets of the top 50 players on the PGA Tour. Again, they want to give these guys as much money as they can. They did it last year with the PIP. And look, Tiger won the PIP. He tweeted maybe like five times throughout the year and he won the PIP money. They want to pay the top 10, top 50 golfers more money to discourage them from jumping over to live. But Again, like I said, starting next year, eight PGA Tour events will receive um, higher purses. The Arnold Palmer Invitational, Genesis Invitational, the World Golf Championship Match Play Memorial Tournament, and the playoff event 
the FedEx St. Jude Invitational BMW Championship, they'll all go to $20 million, uh, increase of $8 million, uh, maybe $6 million, I forget. And the Players Championship will increase to $25 million. Um, and the Genesis, Arnold Palmer, and Memorial will be reduced field events and be no-cut events, uh, which will guarantee payouts, you know, all who qualify, $20 million combined. Um, so, you know, consider with the other premier events now, in addition to the, you know, prize money boosts, you know, the tour made a change and they want to pay these guys and they're going to pay these guys out and they want to line the pockets of their big stars, Rory, Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, Colin Morikawa, um, Will Zalatoris, Sam Burns, the young guys, they want to pay these guys the big bucks so they aren't interested in signing with Liv. Um, so, like I said, there's going to be only 70 guys that qualify for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, and the top 125 players uh, who are exempt will be determined in the fall. Um, so they'll have to play more in the fall. And, and now they're going away from the wraparound season. It's going to be uh, January to December, which they, they should have. Um, so... Like I said, Jay Monahan said, he said, we've gone from a wraparound season to a season that's primarily January to August by creating two separate tracks for players who finish in the top 70 and outside the top 70. To me, there's some alleviation there for those who want to take time off. So the PGA Tour is making it better for their big stars and they're trying to line their pockets. Now, on to the Ryder Cup issue that I said earlier, the DP World Tour. Anybody that plays on Live can't participate in the Ryder Cup, and the PGA Tour hasn't set up, but you know they're not even going to be able to qualify for the Ryder Cup because you know they're not recognizing the Live Golf events. Um, you know that I, the first thing I thought of when I saw that is that's probably why we're not seeing Henrik Stenson out on the Live uh, Golf Tour because, honestly, Henrik Stenson was a big name that I thought would go over there and sign up right away. He's buddies with Poulter and Westwood, but he's the captain, the European captain in Rome, 2023. So, honestly, I think he'll wait until that's over with before he signs up for Live. But, you know, the DP World Tour suspended these guys and not allowing them to qualify. That means Sergio Poulter, Westwood, Keimer, they won't make the team. Uh, it'll still leave Rory, Rom, Fitz, Lowry, Hatton, among others, to still play on the team. But, you know, a lot of the legends of the European Tour past won't be there. Um, looking at the U.S. side, if the PGA Tour does the same thing, which they're going to, you're not going to see Brooks, Bryson, DJ, Reed. You know, Brooks, DJ, and Reed, they've been with this team since 2014, 2016. They were stalwarts on the Ryder Cup team. Um, but they'll still have Scheffler, Jakey, Morikawa, Xander, Spieth, Zalatoris, Hama. So it, it's going to suck that we're not going to see the best of the best at the Ryder Cup anymore. Um, but it will be a good thing that we could see some new stars uh, try to get their Ryder Cup moments um, out there. But like I said, I really hope that the whole thing with the uh, World Golf Rankings, which we're going to get to right now, um, I really hope that when they meet, they give world ranking points for the Live Tour because if not, some of these guys aren't going to be able to play in majors. Obviously, you'll still have your exempt players like DJ and Reed. They have a green jacket. The Masters can't say you can't play. They could, but they won't. Um, you know, DJ, US Open, he could play that. 
You have Bryson in the U.S. Open. He can play that. Brooks with the PGA Championship and, and the U.S. Open. He's champions for both those events. He'll be able to play those. Um, but the official World Golf Ranking Governing Board will meet at St. Andrews during the British Open next week, um, followed by a meeting of the official World Golf Ranking Technical Committee. And pretty much they're going to decide whether to include the, the Saudi-funded league of 48-man fields uh should should they get ranking points? You know, it's only 48-man fields. It's only 54-hole events. Um, Greg Norman already suggested that PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan recuse himself from the decision uh, because Monahan is part of the eight-member panel uh, that includes executives from the European Tour, PGA of America, USGA, RNA, Augusta National and the International Federation of PGA Tours. Uh, the board is chaired by former RNA chief Peter Dorson. So obviously if Monaghan is on that board, he's going to vote for them not to get world ranking points. Um, and, you know, executives from the European Tour, I think, will do the same. Um, but there are a few roadblocks outside of the voting um, because with the world golf ranking points, one of the roadblocks is... Every tournament should be contested over at least 54 holes with the 36-hole cut. Um, Live Golf has no cut. Um, they also indicate that a standard format format of 72 holes uh, with 54 holes being acceptable for those tournament earnings fewer than 12 minimum first place points. And that pretty much says that, in other words, that if you're having a consistent diet of 54-hole events, you know, it... it they're not going to like that. Um, they also state that tournaments must average a 75-man field over the course of the season. Again, live only as 48-man fields. And the biggest requirement is that you need to comply with all these guidelines for at least one year before it gets admitted. So live just started in June. That means that they won't get world ranking points again till next June if they even you know get included in the world ranking points. So, you know, that will be something to look at because, you know, let's be real. Some of these guys are past their prime, you know, Phil Mickelson, Westwood, Polta, you know, they're not going to be winning majors anytime soon, but, you know, Brooks, DJ, Reed, Bryson, uh, Usheisen's always in the mix at majors. Brandon Grace holds the record for lowest round in a major. Now you got the young guys like Ansa, Matt Wolf, you know, Gooch, you know, those guys can contend at the majors and it will be very, you know, it, it won't be good to see if the official World Golf Ranking Committee holds these guys out and don't award world ranking points so they won't be able to play in these majors. And I think that's going to be bad for golf. You, the majors, the, the four majors are the most important tournaments in golf and you want to be able to see the best of the best at those tournaments. Now, on to the new stars that signed up for Live Golf. Obviously, if you're watching, you already know who they were. Um, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Matt Wolf, Abraham Answer, uh, Eugenio Chacacaro, who was a young 
amateur that just signed in, um, Pat Perez. And uh, honestly, looking at the press conferences, you know, Pat Perez said, you know, he was tired of being on the road 30, 33 weeks a year. Last year, he missed the birth of his son because he was in New Jersey when his wife went into labor and he was 116th in the FedEx Cup standings. He needed to make the cut to keep his status and to keep his season alive. And he wasn't able to fly home to see the birth of his son. Now he doesn't have to worry about that. And like I said before, for a guy his age, he said it's like winning the lottery. Uh, same thing with Patrick Reed. He says he wants to be around his kids more and not have to play 35 weeks a year. You know, Reed was a player. He played a lot. Now they only have to play 12 to, you know, 14 times a year, depending on, you know, when they decide, um, you know, what the full schedule will be. And it, it will be interesting to see. Now, two things that I want to go over. One, I think that the teams, the players switching teams throughout the year is not a good look. And it's hard to root for a team when, you know, that, you know, one week the guy's on the aces, the next week he's on the fireballs. They just announced that starting next year, it, they're going to feature 12 set teams with four players each. Uh, each team will have a captain and that player will be able to recruit their own teammates and make trades, which will be very exciting because, you know, every other major sport, basketball, baseball, football, hockey, you have trades. You're able to sign free agents. You know, it's going to be like that. You're going to be able to trade somebody. Uh, you're going to be able to recruit somebody onto your team. And then also they are guaranteeing that they're going to play 14 events next year. It's going to be a full schedule. Um, they're going to go back to London, Bedminster, Miami, um, and Mexico and Australia um, are also uh, possibilities. So this year is like a trial run for Live. You got what, eight, nine events? Let's say you had London and Portland. In four weeks, they go to Bedminster, New Jersey, Boston, Chicago, Bangkok, Jeddah, and they finish in Miami. So yeah, eight events. Next year, there will be a total of 14 events. Um, it will feel more real. And honestly, they'll probably start sometime in February and finish you know, September, October. So it will take part, you know, throughout the whole year, you'll probably have about, you know, an event every four weeks or so. So like I said, this year, it's, you know, they're trying things out. They they thought ahead of time that teams will be able to, uh, players will be able to change teams throughout the year and it wouldn't be an issue. They got some kickback from the fans, the players, players don't like that. Fans don't like that. You want to be able to root for a team and know going into the week, that's who you're going to be rooting for because, you know, you might have a favorite golfer and you want to go out there and, and if, you know, Live Golf is selling all the merch with these team logos on it, you know, if you're a Patrick Reed fan, you want to be able to buy in a four aces shirt or hat and know that Patrick Reed will be on that team all year long. And with this new setup, that's how it's going to be. So, you know, like I said, the vibe at Pumpkin Ridge, you know, from what I was reading was amazing. You know, the, the caddies couldn't believe how well they were being taken care of. You know, the coaches too, you know, the live paid for all the caddies and coaches travel and accommodations. All the players and the caddies stayed in the same hotel. Everything was uh, you know, taken care of. Bryson was able to bring like 10 guys 
on the practice uh, in the practice round with him to document his practice round social media managers coaches performance managers they were able to walk the course with him and like i said the caddies have to be thrilled because they're guaranteed money when you go to this event now because there's no cut so even if you come and lash you're still getting like 120 grand so those caddies are making money no matter what and they don't have to Take any money out of their pocket to pay for their accommodation, lodging, travel, what have you. So, like I said, a lot of these golfers out there on the live tour, they look very, very happy. And, you know, look at Matt Wolf right off the bat. He was a guy that was dealing with, you know, depression, anxiety. He came out and he said, you know, what do I want to do? Do I want to spend time with my girlfriend and my dog at home and enjoy my time off? And sleep in my own bed, or do I want to travel across the country all year and go to work with my swing coach and, and not have time for that? Um, so pretty much, he's saying like, when he gets a week off, what does he want? Does he want to go home, get some R and R, or does he want to have to go and work on his game? You know, now only having to golf fourteen, you know, weeks out of the year, you know, you could practice another 14 weeks and still you have half the year off and you know like i i know it's hard for you know regular joe schmoes to be like you know we're working 50 weeks a year we're not getting paid this type of money but you know what they're the best athletes in the world they should have an off season they have it in all the other major sports um but like i said looking at matthew wolf he earned 150 since January here and roughly about 150,000 in 12 events on the PGA Tour. His best finish was tied for 25th this week, finished tied for 8th, and he earned $602,000. So he pretty much quadrupled his earnings in just three rounds. And like I said, he looked like a different golfer out there he looked happy he looked rejuvenated like i said patrick reed was grinning ear to ear you know personally people on twitter keep saying that um you know i'm you know, I'm, I'm a patrick reed dick ride i'm a patrick reed stan account because hey patrick reed's my favorite golfer in the world one of my favorite golfers in the world the other one plays on the pga tour you know i won't bring that up but i have a patrick reed team reed foundation hat I've loved Patrick Reed since back in Doral when he said that he was a top five golfer when he was like 20th in the world. You know, he's cocky. He has that attitude, that that anti-hero attitude, a villain. I've loved him since then, 2016, when he played at the Barclays and Bethpage in my backyard. I followed him his whole entire round. He won that event. And then I was like, I, I, I bought tickets to go to the Ryder Cup just to watch him and, and Team USA at Hazeltine in in, in Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, right outside Minneapolis, Minnesota. And ever since those moments, I've been Team Reed through and through. And honestly, if you, you're following me on Twitter, you want to say I'm a Reed Dick Ryder, whatever. He's my favorite golfer. It's nice to see him happy. It's nice to see him playing well. And you know what? It, don't worry. It's not, we're not team, we're not somebody from Team Reed behind the 54 Live Golf Podcast Twitter. Don't worry. It's me. I do not get paid from Patrick Reed and Team Reed. Don't worry about that. But I will say one thing I will be at the Live Golf event in Bedminster, uh, in New Jersey, in four weeks. Uh, for the final round, I'm very much looking forward to it. And next week, we have the Open Championship um, in 
the best course in the world, the birthplace of golf, St. Andrews. I'm very much looking forward to it. Maybe I'll whip up a quick 30-minute open championship preview for you guys. Uh, if not, we'll be back in four weeks to cover the Live Golf Tournament in Bedminster. Later.